0: Let's say you you pull a Futurama and you fall into a cryogenic chamber and you're asleep for 100 Whoa. years. You're accidentally awakened and yeah. uh, uh in front of you is a TV. It's baseball. What does it look like?
1: I don't. I don't see it being played. I don't think it exists. You think there's no baseball in 100 years? I don't personally. Yeah. Uh. I mean, there's so much that goes into that. First thing is, will humans exist in a hundred years? Let's
0: assume humans exist. We're gonna
1: it's it's a it's a big assumption at this point, but yeah, okay. Humans exist. Being out on a field playing baseball, I just don't I don't know. I think everything's going indoors. I think the outside world just seems too dangerous. Who knows where you know, pollution levels or anything like that exists. So they're, so they're playing in a dome. I just don't, I don't see, I don't, I, I just, I don't see people keeping the sport alive interest wise. I just don't really? see it happening. No, that's I don't. too
0: bad. Wow.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, when you fly over this country, you just, whenever I, I look down, I just see baseball fields everywhere. There's thousands of them.
1: Yeah, it's like it. It's
0: a part of the fabric of this country.
1: No, it is, but it just doesn't make sense if people aren't fanatical about it. And they were, but I just don't feel like they are now. It seems to me like the people that are the most fanatical about baseball really want to be able to bet on it. And they want to be able to have it be cut and dried. What happened? I don't want human error to be involved in the game, just take it out of the game, play the game, and I get to decide who's going to win or not with my money. I think that's the thing that I hear the most groundswell in terms of enthusiasm towards baseball right now is coming from the gambling community. I hate the gambling community. What do you hate about the gambling community? Well, I
0: mean, look, <clears throat> I think, look, you said it perfectly in, in, in season one. When you talked about your friend who was Was upset when the giant yeah. His favorite team yeah. wouldn't beat the spread Even though right, they right. won and right. that Is sick that's sickening to me
1: Yeah I mean it's It brings into question why Why are we Like why do we even Care about sports You know you you talk to you, people
0: if, if, Let's say you're a little kid right you're playing kay. Wiffle ball in your backyard yeah. right You don't say oh he hits the Home run to beat the spread Oh not yet. No.
1: <laughs> God, that's you will. Now that that's been brought, there's there will be a day that you will hear that line anyway. Well, here's here's what I think.
0: I think that you're right. Baseball will fall flat on its face. It will change the rules in a desperate attempt to become more popular, yeah, it's, yeah, it's and desperate. it will die. But yeah. then but then we'll get baseball classic. Someone will bring it back. Someone will bring it back in its original form. World of
1: Warfare. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just like Coke. Well,
1: I yeah. <laughs> I remember that. that. That happened really fast, but I think this is going to take decades. Yeah, th- that could be. Well, the thing is, what I love about that is, you know, you bring up the word, and I never know how to say it right. Is it hubris or hubris? Hubris. Hubris. I think I have a grasp of the word. Baseball has the hubris to believe that they're the only show in town. I'm already developing another league. So this is very exciting that they think they're the only show in town. And I already have a title for it. I don't know that I'm ready to unveil it quite yet. Okay, But that's one of the ideas is it could give you a chance to see the game played in an artistic way. With people that are blue collar workers that aren't, you know, don't, they, they don't care so much about every line of each contract. It's, I'd like to play ball and make enough money to support my family, and I'm really good at it. And people make the mistake of thinking minor league baseball isn't exciting enough because it's not the pros. There's something missing in minor league baseball, and I think it's not that it's not that they're not good enough. It's that they have to compare themselves to Major League Baseball. If Major League Baseball, you know, self-annihilates.
0: As it's doing now.
1: The other league won't have to worry because all it's doing is staying within its means financially and playing the game the way it was intended to be played. And watch Major League Baseball get jealous <laughs> and try to shut that shit down. You can't be doing this because we're, we're we're billionaires and we're the only show in town. God damn it.
0: Well, they do have a legal monopoly and it will take an act of Congress. Too. A
1: legal monopoly. What does that mean? Uh,
0: baseball has, a, has special protections under the under the law. Okay. Tell me more. You can't just start up a new baseball league.
1: Oh, yeah. It would, there take, you go. An act,
0: it would take an act of Congress.
1: Act of Congress. So... You just have to... <laughs> Change the rules, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Ironically, I wonder what's the thing that gets in the way. Would it be? What if everyone played for free?
0: I'll I'll get. I'll talk to our lawyer, the Mona Lisa
1: lawyer. Boy, this is interesting.
0: Yeah, we'll get our legal team on that.
1: Damn it! I was developing a league, and they already thought of that. Well, you keep keep going, man. They are the only show. Believe, believe, man. Yeah, I mean the 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 idea is basically. You know, create smaller, more intimate ballparks that can create enough, generate enough money that people can be paid, but not necessarily the twelve dollars beers.
0: Or oh, they're they're twenty one dollars now.
1: That is not true.
0: Oh yeah, no no no. I've I've paid more than twenty. I paid twenty four dollars for for like a fancy beer at the ballpark. I'm not kidding. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned in season one that oh oh, they, they, they can't just increase the prices. No, they can. Yeah, no, they are. No, they can and they did. They increased the prices at Pack Bell Park so much that I bought a boat because it was cheaper <laughs> than, than season tickets.
1: Okay, well, that's beautiful. Of course they can. Of course they can charge whatever they want. It's just at the risk of losing people like you or me.
0: Well, they already lost us. That's the thing.
1: And yeah, and they might not care about that. And that's, that's up for them to decide because they are a business. And I get reminded of that all the time, that it's a business, it's a business. Well, here's the thing with that uh, line of thinking. Yeah, of course it's a business, but people aren't going or people don't involve themselves because they like the business. It's because baseball is an amazing game. I think it's a very bad idea if you're continuing to not push out but just make people like me push the line of indifferent in their own lives and it takes almost, you know, a conversation or something or a pointed question to really get revived and like get that energy back into your life in terms of baseball that you that was already there was dormant but it's been so dormant in me for years that I think that's one of the reasons why people kept saying, oh, I'm so surprised you know so much about baseball because I don't study it. You know, I don't keep up on what's going on, but it's it, it never involves a lack of love. It just – it's actual indifference, which is the worst possible thing to involve itself in an art form. You know, no matter what it is, painting, music – you know, I remember – I remember having this, working with this guy for the summer and saying, I know this guy in San Francisco. He's an incredible artist. He has a website. Let me show you some of his art. So I pull up the website, I flip through a couple dozen and I kind of look at him and go, huh? Eh? Like, what do you think? And he's kind of quiet for a minute and he goes, I hate it. Okay. That was not the reaction I was expecting. I go, well, well what is it? He just goes, I don't know. I don't know, man. I hate it. And several years later, I was able to share that story with the artist. I felt like it was important for me to relate this story. And he goes, I love that, man. Yeah, I bet he he was stoked. He goes, I need that. Because there's for every person that says, I love it, if I can have a person that hates, that means you're getting a reaction. I want to be on the polar. I don't want to be anywhere near the middle so you have a guy like me, and it sounds like you that have a true passion for the sport, and we're just kind of hovering near the middle. It'd be like, yeah, it'd be fun to get a wiffle ball game together or something. Like, oh, how about those uh Rangers? You know, it's like, could I name one player on the Rangers? No, I heard they got a new stadium. <laughs> I heard that this year, and I was thinking, wait a minute, wasn't their last stadium fairly recent? Huh?
0: It, it's Texas. They just always they have. Land and yes, <laughs> they just build stuff all the time,
1: right? But I remember that was one of my favorite parks, the ballpark at Arlington. At least I'd never been there, but from a TV standpoint, there's something that seemed very classical and really cool about it and pretty new. But that's gone now. How
0: many parks have you been to?
1: Okay, so I've been to Candlestick and I've been to uh Oakland, not sure what they call that now, and I've been to Pac Bell and <laughs> Why do I think there's one? Oh, and I went to Fenway. Oh, yeah. And that okay. was it. All right. Well, and that a good was list. it. I, I, there's been moments where I thought I was going to go to Chavez Ravine. That didn't happen. And I have a real hankering to get to Wrigley.
0: Yeah, we should go. We should bring the show to Wrigley and do
1: it live. That would be really fun. A couple of years ago, I had a boss who's in his 70s who actually said he knew Robin Yount. And Robin Yount was maybe... I don't know, 10 years older than him at the the time, but was maybe 19 or 20. And it was clear that he was going to be a star in the game. And eventually he did get an MVP out of it. So he was quite a player, a hall of famer as well. But uh, my boss knew him and said they had a friendship, but eventually, you know, he was just a, just some guy and Robin Young was a ball player. So, so they lost touch throughout the years, but, he was a teacher, and so he got to travel around and go to ballparks. And uh, this would have been, let me think, well, that's, that's tricky math. Probably maybe, maybe 60s, 70s, 80s, something like that. He said, he said he went to Wrigley, and this surprised me. This just kind of shows a difference of the times. But he goes, I sat out in the bleachers in Wrigley, and he goes, I could not believe the way the fans abused the players in the outfield, especially the ones of color. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know, that's just it's impossible to put yourself in today's shoes and imagine that flying on any level. But he talked to it as like the entire bleachers.
0: Yeah. Stay classy, Chicago.
1: So when I think of Wrigley or when I think of Wrigley in the 80s, in my mind, it's this wistful, the most beautiful place. No lights, no stadium lights, no jumbotrons. It's baseball in its purest form. And maybe that's kind of true because the racism is like still right there yeah. and baseball is rooted in racism. So I'm not going to say that's what we should have or anything. You know, it's awful, but it's, it's like, it's this interesting thing that baseball is always kind of represented in its own way, where we're at in terms of politics or how you treat your fellow man or how you treat your fellow neighbor unions. Unions, Labor you know, disputes. It, it's all it's in there always. And I've never been to Chicago, so I don't know how racially chargeable of a place it is. But Chicago riots happened there. It's a big place. And it's like it's not a surprise that that was still there. And I can't remember if it, I think it was a 70s or 80s thing. But, you know. Yeah, it's just it's. You didn't hear that at the stick. No, I never did once. So
0: you and I both grew up in California um, in the liberal town. And I think that the attitude of I think my parents, your parents, was probably um, way more inclusive. And yeah, I don't think they're the they're a little Certainly. different out in Chicago, especially after a few beers, bleacher Bums. You know? Yeah, it's a different crowd. Uh huh. I've been to Chicago once, but I, I go to uh, Wrigley. I should have gone. It wasn't baseball <laughs> season. Okay. There. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 It's. I. I just think I find it interesting where. You know, whenever you try to turn back the clock, memory is a sweet liar, you know that line. It's so true because I'm just, I'm thinking about Wrigley as the perfect place and it wasn't. But yet in my mind, I want it to be. I want it to be perfect. But I guess, I guess you just have to go through your lumps as a, Person, And as you get older and realize what you did right or what you did wrong and try to be a more wholesome person. And on some level that happens in cities, especially if, if, you know, um, generations are staying there. And, you know, there's a really good chance that Chicago is far, far less racist than it used to be. But I just I think it's so interesting that looking back. You don't want to look at the ugliness. And when I thought back on the 30s and thinking that's, mm. the, that's the era I want to be a part of. Mm. I, a I need thing. to see it. There, the fascination with it was seeing the old parks was revving so high in my baseball mind that I was actually able to look past. Well, what about the black community? What about all their ballers playing baseball in their own way? I wasn't able to like rise to the occasion and know that I can't go before 47 because that's what's going to make baseball at its highest possible level, highest possible talent pool. But yet, looking back into the 30s, 20s, Babe Ruth, all that stuff, I was more. I was more interested in that when I was thinking of that question, and it's like I hear myself say it, and I know that's wrong, but I, I, I just find that interesting. That.
0: Well, I like this idea that you want to see the ballparks.
1: I mean, that's you, you don't have to.
0: You you can have a multifaceted uh, approach here. You know? yeah, it's I
1: guess like, I guess that's true. I choose I, the '60s. So you're going easy to 60s. choice. Okay, easy choice. easy choice. Now, being someone that wasn't alive, like why? Tell me more.
0: Yeah, because um, you know, all the guys I listened to growing up talked about those guys. Okay. And uh and it's I wasn't alive then. Um and I wanna I wanna see it.
1: Which definitely gives someone reason to want to see it. There was amazing yeah.
0: pitching. That was the year uh they lowered the mound. 68. Because pitching is too good. Yep,
1: yep. <laughs> Isn't that a cool stat when you see that? It's a stat you'll hear or see many times. Bob Gibson's 1.12 ERA. And it's so hard to fathom. And then you go, nine losses? 1.12 ERA, nine losses? How did that happen? I read his autobiography and you find out how. Which is, he was one of those pitchers that for some reason when he was on the mound, his offense just... Never showed up like they were for the other pitchers on the team. And he lost a lot of 1-0 games. So his ERA could actually go down, but he'd get a loss. He probably couldn't hit. That's definitely not true. Oh, really? Well, I don't know. He... This got mentioned in season one, but his stats could... Okay, interesting things about Bob Gibson. Played a season with the Harlem Globetrotters. That's the type of athlete we're dealing with. Didn't like playing with the Globetrotters because there's too much hamming, and, hamming around and not just playing the game. So he we went full-time baseball and was a switch hitter. But the team made him stop batting lefty because his right arm was more at risk uh, on a plunking. So they made him go right-hand only, and he went with it. But um, won a game seven, seven to two, with a home run. This is a pitcher. Wow. Um, Had 20 RBIs in a season from the nine spot. Also had five home runs in a season, which not too many pitchers have done. So everyone talks about Bob Gibson in terms of one of the greatest ever, lowest DRA ever, one of the most fearsome pitchers ever. Definitely used the brushback pitch as one of the pitches in his uh, arsenal. But he went up there and batted. So, how cool is it that you can be, if you're an intimidator, you go up there and bat, but you're so intimidating that other pitchers don't want to plunk you because you would do anything to make sure that he doesn't plunk you in return. It's perfect. But he could slug. He could slug. And it made him better, but nobody talks about that. Nine losses. Nine losses. It's almost—it
0: sounds almost like his team is tanking it.
1: Twenty-two and nine, um, they still a pretty good year. Yeah, let's see if I can remember. They went to the World Series that year, so there's a World Series team. Still nine losses. World Series team, uh, lost Game Seven against the Tigers. It's a shame, but that Tigers team had the first thirty game winner in maybe thirty years, and there hasn't been one since. It probably never will be. It seems very, very, very unlikely. You just don't pitch these guys that often the way they used to. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you said probably because if we would have been doing this show one year ago and you said there will never be a pitcher that leads the league in home runs yeah. in the American League, I would have checked that, signed that paperwork <laughs> yeah. on the spot, bet the life savings no matter the odds, and I would have lost. But there will probably never be a 30-game winner. But I don't know. Let's leave room. Okay. Who knows? So, so some people – Um, I remember hearing this. I think it was during the 90s in the when the Braves were the pitching staff that they kind of had this old school – this is going off old, old memories. But they had this old school pitching coach that believed in the uh, four-man rotation, not five-man. And one of his points was the reason why there's so many injuries now is the pitchers are getting more coddled. And by throwing more innings, your arm is more resistant to injury. And maybe maybe there's truth to that. Maybe there's going to be an old school guy, pitching coach, that kind of believes in that um, kind of more old school, take them out every four games, and maybe there's a guy who's – I don't know, like uh, Bob Welch p- pitched for the A's and he was in the race for 30. I think he got ended with 27. But the A's were really good then. And every time he took the mound, they scored a bunch of runs and all you had to do was pitch five innings. And that's very doable within the uh, range of um, the athletics of pitching. So – I feel like it's possible, but once the analytic uh, chapter of baseball yeah. really started, you know that absolutely trashed the hopes of you know like t- Tim Lincecum won back to back Cy Youngs with like fifteen wins each, and really low ERA and a ton of strikeouts. But when you hear Cy Young, kind of the first thing I think of is is there a twenty win season yeah. attached to that? Yeah. And it's really, really, really hard to do now. But I think if if everything came together, if Denny mclean could do it in 68, higher mound, <laughs> it seems possible it could be done again. But there's also a huge resistance against that happening because if pitchers get too dominating, there's a big, very large group of baseball people that say this is bad.
0: What happens when I wake up 100 years from now, I think you'll see pitchers with robot arms. I mean, it's just, it's the natural extension of the Tommy John, right? You're going to get the Tommy John. Now they, they, they,
1: oh, it'll be like, who is your surgeon? Like the better the surgeon, the better the arm he could put. Yeah. But they'll start putting
0: artificial parts in there until eventually you're just a cyborg. Right. And because.
1: Yeah. Yeah, The video game world touched on that in the nineties as well, where there's baseball games started coming out that were like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because you gotta differentiate if you can't get the MLB license, you have to Oh, you have to make a game that
1: is interesting. Yeah, yeah. You gotta change the rules. Yeah. So put some slime in there. So the the MLB licensing, that could be the thing that keeps it away from seeing the healthy competition that keeps it on its toes. It knows it's the only game in town. It knows it's the monopoly. So it's we're gonna do whatever we want, deal with it, and at this point it's line in pockets. And it's too bad that the players get thrown into that because how easy is it to pick on a player that would rather go play somewhere else because they only got offered five million and they think they're probably worth ten in the existing market. You know, you take someone that's not a baseball player or a baseball fan and and how easy is it to say they're gonna complain that they're only making five million, and they're both right, or the that person is right and the baseball player is right because that's the current market. But it's so easy to hop on the players because they're the ones on the field; they're the famous. Pe- Think about this: how many owners could you pick out of a lineup? Zero. I'm I'm also at zero. Oh, I Mark believe. Cuban. Okay. I was thinking baseball, but yeah, throw Oh them all wait, in. the guy
0: for the Mets, Cohen. I could probably recognize that guy. I couldn't recognize well, he's him. He's in the news all the time for spending okay. money.
1: And Jeter was no, he wasn't. Um, oh, he's
0: out now. He well, had four percent had of the Marlins and he lost. Okay, four percent.
1: But yeah, I couldn't pick one owner out of the lineup. You know why Jeter left the Marlins? Um, I just heard he wasn't happy, but no, I don't.
0: It's that they didn't they didn't want to spend money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, they didn't want to spend money. Right. Not just on him, but well, he's already the owner. Well, he was the CEO. Okay, that's the title. He had the title of CEO, which uh, as a four percent owner. Yeah, yeah. I guess you don't need to have a huge stake to be a CEO. Well, you
0: got to spend to win, but you don't have to spend to make money as an owner of a baseball team. Right? Definitely not. It's the game for most, <laughs> there's. I think what a lot of people don't understand is there's kind of two or three kinds of baseball teams. I think most most people out there is like baseball teams a baseball team. Nope, mm-hmm. nope. You've got
1: yeah, what teams
0: do you see? that spend. Uh, that want to, that try to win every year, Uh huh. the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox. Yep. And they walk right up against the competitive balance, uh, salary limit. Uh, sometimes they go over.
1: And what is that? I don't even know what that is.
0: Uh, yeah. So the, com- the, the, the idea is that if you spend a certain money on your salary, um, if you go over a certain limit, uh, you start paying like a tax the to the other teams
1: okay do you know what that line is
0: well that they've been no i don't know what it is but it's it's like and
1: it's not money spent on the it's entirety of the team it's just the players just the players. It's
0: somewhere around okay. 200 million or something okay. like that. somewhere around there they've yep. been debating it and i don't know what uh-huh. it is exactly because they've been debating it actually in the recent uh um you know negotiations so then you have other teams that want to maximize the amount of money that they're making, and that means minimizing their expenditures. Correct. So, uh, these different teams think very differently.
1: What's the third?
0: Well, I mean, you have maybe some teams that are somewhere in between. Yeah, okay. But I think, and you can imagine how that goes in most years, but I think something something really interesting happened in 2021. Okay. Just. Blew me away. And yeah, I, know you, right. I know you don't follow American League baseball because it's not real baseball, but the Rays, uh, they're, that's still a real
1: team, right? Yeah. The Rays. Okay. T-
0: Tampa Bay, Devil Rays. The Devil Rays. Rays. Yeah. Their, their salary was like 90 million. Okay. Yankees are 200 million something. Mm-hmm. Rays won the division. Yeah. They beat out the Red Sox too. Also have a team, yeah. have a huge salary. So suck on that, you know?
1: Yeah. And I got still. I got to watch a playoff game with them in a, in a hotel room in Flagstaff.
0: That wasn't locked out for you. You were uh, able to watch the game.
1: That one came with the hotel room. Yeah. The 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 cable came with the room.
0: Let me ask you a question: Are there no bars in the town that you live?
1: Um, if there are, I haven't found it yet. Okay, but there is a restaurant that will serve draft beer
0: but do they have a tv with the sports on
1: i went in there once to watch i believe the u.s open and they were not able to pull it up for me
0: yeah that sounds like a
1: no so we'll go with no okay
0: because you know when you're talking about your troubles watching the series and yeah. everything i'm like well we'll just go to a bar yeah
1: yeah yeah, living like out in the sticks. Yeah, tricky. That handheld radio is really dependent on
0: the one that doesn't get AM.
1: <laughs> the one that claims AM. <laughs> but you know, it's for one thing. It's it's one thing to not be a tech guy, but to not be able to figure out a four dollar handheld radio. Yeah, it's probably not when, your fault when it claims two things. It's AM FM. This was probably not your fault. It only has a dial and. I don't even know that it no, it has th- three or four buttons and one dial. Yes,
0: you know, speaking of radio. Completely lost. Speaking of radio, uh today Mike Kruko, what did he say? He said uh he said Manfred would make a great Batman villain.
1: Okay, I'll buy that. I that's that's kind of man, that sounds like you're kind of risking your job saying something like that. Um was it as mean he's, as he's, it kind of sounds he's to crick, me, he's, I, I just read it. It's crooked. He's the color guy. I mean, you know. Yeah.
0: How do you How do you not? How do you not? It's. He's right. The guy. Well, the mean, guy was smiling. I'm not at, a, si- a, at a press conference where he announced they're canceling games, and then they, and then and then they caught him uh, practicing his golf swing backstage beforehand, and he's grinning, and he's yucking it up. People didn't like that. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's a bad look. I I just think you have so much flexibility to be an ass when you're the only show in town.
0: Wouldn't it be great if the commissioner of baseball represented the sport instead of the owners?
1: I mean, yeah, that's really obvious to me, but then you're just going right back to baseball as a business and you have to concede that fact that it is a business and it's tragic that that is the most important thing. But It has to be conceded, and it really only leaves us in a position of hopefully the next commissioner can do better. And what's so sad about all this is the chances of all that happening, of baseball resurrecting and correcting itself, without a full collapse, what are the chances of that? It's almost none. So the worst term ever, universal DH. Someone pointed that out to me that the universal DH is a horrible term. And I couldn't agree more because it implies so much. It implies everyone's <laughs> down for it. Universal DH is yeah. just, it's so, it's so final, you know, it's, it's, a, it's the a universe. Why yes, that we've all, we, this is how it is now. Well, we're here to say no. I mean, yeah, if it's, it's not baseball. If it gets implemented, it's gone and it's probably not coming back. And what that means is baseball needs a full collapse to give it a chance to come back. So I have to sit with that and know that there's another thing in my life that I love that I have to lose on a level of, you know, obliteration. You know, I can still tune into baseball when they're not locked out. I can tune into games and get a fix should I have it. But if baseball collapses and falls on its face, that's just another thing in this life that I lose. And
0: well, you predicted that that would happen.
1: I just don't see any other way. I mean, you tinker with something that's perfect to create more stuff around it. And that's just why I'm so glad you brought up this chess thing, because that's it goes against everything I'm saying, but it's like, it's a historical piece that this, this happened. So I have to check myself when you say such a thing is, you know, the first things racing through my mind are, well, what year was it? And let's say it was 1850 and immediately I'm going, well, that's still almost 200 years of proof, you know, like trying to support my own theory, but it's, I'm so fascinated by that. And would chess be just as popular if, if that rule never got changed that I'm thinking probably not because this queen thing made it better. And so I can't look at the DH and say, Period. It's not. Like, I do because I'm allowed to have an opinion, so that's why I bring it out. But if all the people in baseball, if it's universal that the players and everyone is for the DH, and everyone thinks the game's better, hey, it's just me on one side saying, well, I disagree, (laughs) but there's nothing... I'm not going to be the person that wants to stop that if people actually like it more. It's like, hey, you got it now. Like That's your sport. Yeah, that's how you play it. It's not the way I would play it, but... You know, I have to concede that. That's not what I want to happen because I was a hitting pitcher. And I know what that means. I know how it holds up the game. I know how it holds up nuances and things like that. So it's very obvious to me that's the best thing. But it's hard to stop the money wheel. Hard to stop the money wheel. And if they're convinced that the DH is in the way of that money wheel, gone. And that's what's happening. So it's like it's too bad for me not only too bad for me I think it's too bad for everyone because the sport gets worse and then when baseball gets worse and you hear that argument even more it's not as cool as NBA football is so much better baseball is always trying to catch up to the, to the other two that's going to get worse every year and what do you think they'll do eventually maybe they'll go back to their roots but they're just going to keep trying to tinker more sh- uh, I mean a shot clock a shot clock for the pitcher you just say it out loud People that are baseball fans, that sounds like a good idea. Bring a clock into the arena. Make the pitcher instead of, oh, I got to go up against fucking Mike Piazza, who can hit 390-foot homers to right field, who has a huge, long bat that can reach the outside pitch, but I can't really bust him in either. Now you got to think about a shot clock to muddy the situation even more. It's lunacy. And are they going to enforce it? Was there going to be a buzzer? Is there going to be a red light? Automatic oh, pitch ball. doesn't count. Automatic ball. Think that's going to make the game better? Nope. It could. It might. I don't. I mean, they're going to tinker with this thing so much that we might discover the perfect version of baseball. And I could be completely wrong. I can't really fathom this happening, but we're at the point now where it's getting tinkered with so much that it's like, well, they're going to try. <laughs>
0: I like your open-mindedness on this.
1: What other way is there? I mean...
0: Well, I mean...
1: I've already gone through all the phases in my own life of hitting my head against the wall. Yeah. Being sickened. Having Tiger Stadium ripped away from me.
0: I don't want I don't want to watch the Giants and the Dodgers throw at each other for 10 years.
1: Well, you know what'll happen? I don't like that brand of baseball. You know what'll happen? You won't. And that's the tragedy. Because I won't watch it. You just won't because you don't like it. I don't like that brand of baseball. I've yeah it, I'm glad you're talking about this because it's not a brand I've really ever seen. I know the Giants and Cardinals had a thing, and that was pretty interesting because they had um or no, God wasn't Cardinals. no, they had a thing with the Cardinals, but that wasn't the guy I was thinking of. Um God what was his name? Big stocky pitcher anyway the the Giants had a tiff with uh the Nationals when they had Bryce Harper and so this was really interesting. Bryce Harper. Arguably one of the best players in the game. He'd go up against their big flamethrower on Strickland, who could hit 100 on the gun. And I thought this was so great. It was so chicken shit, in my opinion, that Strickland loved throwing at Harper because he throws 100, so that really sucks. And Harper's only going to defend himself and say, you're a kook or whatever.
0: Strickland doesn't hit. He's a relief pitcher. And
1: Strickland doesn't hit. And so I always felt like Harper had the upper hand on that. I agree. And eventually, Strickland just became um, kind of a moot point because- We had that meltdown in the playoffs. Well, most people, most big leaguers at this point, if you only have a 100 mile an hour fastball, they're going to figure you out. Harper figured, I mean, he was still pulling the ball and hitting four and 60 foot homers off the guy. And it took a while to figure Strickland out. But when you're not throwing 100 anymore, and now you're throwing 98, and now you're throwing 97, 96, with a, maybe a decent slider, your time in the highest level of the sport is limited. Yeah. And Strickland got weeded out. Time to develop that change up. But, yeah, exactly. But Harper didn't. In 100 years, I
0: think they'll be throwing 110 miles an hour, 112 miles an hour.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just saw an old... Uh, uh, How do you guess- hit that? Yeah, I don't know, but I did see an old uh, Guinness Book of World Records, and it had a picture of Nolan Ryan, and he looked so young, almost unrecognizable. He looked like a kid, and he was holding a ball that had ink on it that said 100.9, and at that point, it was the fastest pitch ever thrown. And I think that was either late 60s or early 70s. So that's about 50 years. And there's a guy, Chapman, a friend of mine, um, actually the uh, executive producer of the show, Reds fan, he said, we have a guy that throws 105. And I said, bullshit. Because you can't just skip 102, 103, 104. We just go from 101 to 105 now. You know, it's like- How's his control? You know, it it brings up in my mind, the um I had a calendar with like the world g- greatest sporting events. when I was a kid and it had, you know, it only has 12. So there's one of Jack Nicklaus uh, sinking a putt at the 86 masters. And as a 10 year old or whatever, I don't know why that's important. Or Dwight Clark making the catch, jumping up and leaping. These are supposed to be represented the greatest moments in sports history. They got this one guy, Bob Beeman. He's in the air. And it says Bob Beeman on this jump set the world record, and he reset the world record by two feet. And and I look at my dad and I go, "What? Like, what's what's the deal?" And he goes, "You don't understand what what that meant when they said by two feet. They didn't say two millimeters or two inches, which what would have been expected. Nobody breaks a world record by two feet, but he was up in Mexico City where it was higher elevation." But he also, at the same time having that advantage, he made the greatest jump of his life. So it's not like everyone else was also breaking it by two feet. He reset the world record by two feet, which is unheard of. So that's the Chapman thing that I think of, which is you can't just all of a sudden throw 105. And I guess he might have at one point, but I feel like the gun was wrong. Yeah, Because <laughs> something was off. Because when he was at his most dominant, he was throwing 100 or 101 and maybe, maybe, maybe touch 102.
0: Technology is fallible, and we're going to talk about that a lot. Good. Coming up.
1: So are people. I hate it.